Hello, everyone, and welcome to this, the sixth edition of the Modern Woodworkers Association online discussion about all things woodworking. I'm Tom Iavino of Tom'sWorkbench.com, and I'll be your host for this program. Joining me today, all the way from Hotlanta, Georgia, the home of Coca-Cola and the birthplace of the Modern Woodworkers Association, Chris Atkins from High Rock, High Rock Woodworking. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Tom. You, you, uh, you mess up High Rock Woodworking every single time, don't you? I know. One of these days I'll get it right. You, Until it's, then, it's, you're going to have to change the name. It's, it's hard to say. I'm going to have to come up with something shorter. High Rock Woodworking. High Rock Woodworking. High Rock. If you go there, don't, don't, don't go there. It's not a good site. Okay. <laughs> Guarantee it. Okay. Also, hailing from beautiful Long Island, New York. Yes, folks. That's exactly how it's pronounced. Is Diami Plucky of the penultimate workshop.com. What do you say, Diami? I say hello, Tom. How is it going in Tampa? Well, gosh, it's warm here and uh, summer's about to begin. Uh, but more about you. Let's talk about you. It's all about you. Can we, Diami? Okay. It is almost all about you. Okay. All right. Move on. Last, last, uh, but certainly not least, hailing from outside of Boston, Massachusetts. It's Nick, don't call him Rick Rouleau of MansfieldFinalFurniture.com. And Nick, I have to ask you the amazing question, who are you feeling satisfied? Tom, it's more than a feeling. I'm digging it right now, man. I'm just digging it. All right. It seems like we've got everybody here. And now for this month, here's what we're going to talk about. But first, before we even go there, okay, let's talk about this. If you were in your shop not doing this crazy on-the-air program, what the heck would you be working on? And let's start off with Atlanta. Take it away. <laughs> All right, Tom. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of getting finished up on the bench, getting that flipped over, and uh, I've actually been the, the Rubo bench. Working. You're still working on it. The, the bench is – I told you last time I was, I was getting bench fatigue. But, uh, no, I've actually got it uh, got it flipped over and, and actually a bench in the shop right now. So that's kind of relieved me just a little bit. And um, um, I don't build anything for anyone else very often. But um, I've been drawing up a commission um, piece that, that I've been working on a little bit for uh, a conference table. So just been playing with that a little bit and thinking about actually building a smaller kind of table version of it just to uh, kind of come up with some better ideas of it. How small? Something like you could put in your pocket? I'm thinking about something I can fit, yeah, in my pocket, on a desktop. <laughs> you mean a model? <laughs> uh, no, no I'm, I'm thinking more like a, like a hall table or something like that that I'll just scale down from the, the conference size. You, you need a really big pocket. I would need a big pocket for that. Okay, good. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad we've covered that. Uh, uh, Nick, Nick, up in Boston, tell me, tell me what's going on over there in that shop. Well, I'm, I'm actually speaking to you from the shop, and I'm looking around. No. And, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. This is the only quiet place in the house. It turns out that um, I'm actually between projects, and I have one heck of a mess here. Uh, so I think the next thing for me is, is cleanup. So you're going to get then- the time with the shop back. Yeah, a little more. A little, than a little shop up close and personal time, right there. Yeah, yeah, and then moving on to uh, I have a, I have a bed underway for my my two year old daughter that I need to finish up before she starts climbing out of the crib, and then nice. uh, a few other little things here and there. Have you thought about getting a, a shot baton, something to knock her back? Yeah, nets nets work great. I can say from experience. Nets, nets them in like nets. Nets. Deanna, since, since you're talking about 
since you're talking about the Nets, what's that, what's what's going on with you? Uh, alas, there's not much on my bench since I built my wife her uh, Mother's Day presents, the garden boxes. But I actually I spent today in this. They they went very well, very well. Cool. You know, stuff made by the kids and decorated by the kids is always a hit, even if it's useless. Um, <laughs> but I That's did. Uh, my wife says about all the things I built. <laughs> I spent the day in the sh- in the shop at work, and we built a uh, seven foot by twelve and a half foot torsion box that weighs about forty thousand pounds, or at least feels like it does. And that was so, uh, that was quite an interesting day. What did you lose a bet? What happened? Why, why, why were you doing that? Uh, because you know we 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 work for MRI companies, and um, it's when you pull an MRI machine out of a building, they're too big to go through doorways. They actually lift them out of the roof, and rather than cut holes open that need to get permanently patched, we sell them on the idea of let's just build a hatch. So in three, four years, when you have to replace your machine, you can just move the hatch out of the way. And you can't buy, well, you can buy commercially available hatches for that, that size, but we can well, build one. What's the challenge one. in that? What's the challenge well, in that? Yeah, exactly. And the, we can build one for like a quarter of the cost. So, um, so I spent the day building a giant horse box. It was, it was kind of exciting. I'm glad to hear that. Now, in my shop, I've got a, it, it's, it's a request from my mom. I love you, Mom. Um, she's got this bed in her guest room, which is a four-poster bed, and uh, apparently it's like 16 feet off the floor. Apparently, that's how high it is. The floor and the mattress. And she had some friends over, I believe, who were like three foot eight or four foot tall, and uh, they they couldn't get in. So, uh, so part of my part of my thing is I'm building, I believe, a shaker uh, escalator. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> step stool. That she could put by the side of the bed, <laughs> so people can get in without without having to be launched by catapult. So this is this is a good project right here. I've got the component pieces component pieces lying next to me, um, and they're staring at me. They're just begging me to be worked with. So uh, so so if you hear some uh, motor sounds, that's me cutting my dovetails with a router. Just so you know. Well, better than by hand. I've seen what you do by hand. Oh Lord knows, I do not need to be cutting anything by hand these I, days. I thought you were going with a chainsaw. You were you were going for cutting with the dovetails with the chainsaw, Tom. That would be an improvement over <laughs> what I was doing for the back saw and a chisel. So just so you know, that's my quality uh, my quality control. If I can do better with the chainsaw, I'll go that route. <laughs> like the what's that guy? The the crazy Canadian guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it. But if you live north with all that snow, aren't you crazy enough to begin with? <laughs> That's right. It's operating a chainsaw table saw with all the fumes from the chainsaw coming back into your shop. <laughs> there you go. And you have to wear the red plaid. That's all I'm saying. It, I love you. <laughs> it affects you. Okay. Well, anyway, today we've got, we've got a very interesting project, uh, a topic that we're going to be covering. And uh, it involves uh, online woodworking magazines and people who love them. Any of our listeners who are connected with the woodworking community online certainly have heard about this recent, how shall we put it, firestorm that erupted around comments made by Asa Christiana, editor of Fine Woodworking, on the Shop Talk Live podcast number five from April 27, 2012. In the episode, Asa makes some comments about bloggers in the online woodwork. Rather than trying to rehash the incident ourselves, we brought Asa in to talk about what happened in his own words. Asa, how are you doing today? Hey guys, um, if I pause here and there, it's just because I'm choosing my words very carefully this time. <laughs> <laughs> we understand, Asa. I, I, I love the K. I love the carry using Asa. Asa, while it may have been spilled by you, I'm the one responsible for throwing the match into the pool of gasoline uh, to get this thing going. And and it, it was an interesting post that I did put up, and and hopefully, 
you know, I want to make sure I want to make this clear to everybody who's listening who's read my post that that I have nothing but utmost respect for you guys. Um, I, I, you know, the, the the magazine is the oldest magazine out there that does woodworking, and there's some tremendous talent that's gone through there. So I really want to give you guys props because you deserve them all. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. You're still there. Okay. You haven't run off. I'm yet. still. I'm still here. You're breaking up a little bit, but yeah, it's uh, it's even intimidating when you come to work at the magazine for the first time because. And especially when you get made editor eventually after being there for six or seven years, you just, uh, my overwhelming thing was, this place is great, this content is amazing, just don't break it, Asa, don't bust it. All you got to do is not bust it, you know? <laughs> well, that's a good way to think about it. That's, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, as they say. Yeah, there's now, a lot of... No, we're getting, we're getting... Good. Oh, I'm sorry, go right ahead, Asa. Well, I was just going to say that um, that's... go. You go ahead, because I think you were leading into talking about your blog and... And uh, maybe something about the title, the, mis- the, the misunderstanding about the title of, the, of, of our podcast, maybe? Sure, yeah. Let, let's, start, yeah let's start with the title, Lisa. Now, I know the title referred to something later in the podcast, um, uh, but a perfect storm of stupidity. Um, yeah, that was, that's the saddest part for us was it was an innocent mistake on our part. We, I, we actually didn't think, and this is how, you know, how much I've learned over the last couple weeks, but I actually didn't think my comments were very controversial <laughs> at the time. And so when later on in the show, Mike and I were talking about our own mistakes um, and we and we were talking about how you tend to compound mistakes in the shop, like you do one thing and then another and another, it ends up turning into a perfect storm of stupidity. And that was a funny quote at the time. So we, saw, we thought, oh, aren't we brilliant? Let's make that the <laughs> podcast title. Later on, people like you and some other people thought, holy crap, these guys are, not only did Asa say these comments, which are rubbing us wrong, but they titled the episode Perfect Storm of Stupidity, and that's, he was referring to his comments, and that's the saddest part, is that I think overwhelmingly what people came away with is not really listening to my comments really closely, but actually just saying, you know, you know, you know what happens with people. It happens with the news all the time. People walk away with a simple soundbite or a cartoon version of something. And I think the simple message that went out was fine woodworking just called the whole blogosphere and online woodworkers stupid. I think it, for a lot of people reading the comments and everything, and that's the really saddest part for me is because I've devoted so much of my life to, to trying to get good information out to people and support them and go out on the road and give awards and answer questions late at night to people via email and you know, bring young people along. And, and I love the proliferation of, you know, I said that in my comments, not particularly well, but I love the proliferation of content online. It's been amazing. If I was starting out woodworking, it, it, would, it would be so much easier today than it was when I was starting out when I had just magazines and books and a few crusty old VHS videos um, with Frank Klaus, you know? So um, yeah, the saddest part is just the Fine woodworking calls blogosphere stupid, you know. That was the <laughs> part that it's really sad. It'll be a sad chapter for me, I think, throughout my career. And whatever I can do, this podcast is one part of it, just to let people know. That had nothing to do with my comments about online expertise at all. So let's just set that record straight right away. And talk about perfect storms of stupidity. How dumb is it of us? to put that title on that episode. Of course people were going to think that. I mean, so the perfect storm of stupidity was going on at Fine Woodworking. That's where it was happening. 
<laughs> okay. I mean, you know, it, it, it you know, we, we all, yeah, everybody makes mistakes. I mean, we all make mistakes and, you know, sometimes things come out, unfortunately, and, and we end up in a situation where we are looking at, you know, comments that are taken out of context. And for sure, I mean, it's a, it's a situation like that. You, and, and you did bring up very, very valid points in that initial phase when you were talking about the, uh, when you are talking about the online woodworking community, there is, um, you know, anybody can post anything and there's really no way to say, well, this person has expertise. This person doesn't. It's a lot of, um, it's a lot of, you know, it, it, the, the barriers have been removed to, uh, yeah. to publish it. Yeah. I mean, which you, is, you'd agree. Which is largely right? I mean, a great thing. You know, and the ability for people to just, you know, again, you know, me, here I am, a, a little hobby woodworker. I've been doing it in my garage now for about 12 years. Um, for me, it, you know, I, I also write. And for me, that's a hobby for me as well. So the marriage of the two together um, really works out for me. I'm able to just talk about what I'm doing in my shop and, you know, kind of maybe open up a few eyes to some of the techniques I'm using. You know, I don't claim to be an expert. And by any stretch of the imagination, I'm not one. Um, you know, I always consider myself an advanced beginner. When I introduce myself, um, but again, you know, a lot of what I have learned and what I have seen online has been interesting because when you look at the traditional media, um, you'll see a lot of uh, similar techniques. Um, yeah. Some of the big names, and uh, you know, maybe they have a specific way they cut a joint. If I build a drawer, I'm going to hang up my dovetails exactly this way, time and again. And you know, for, for for somebody like me, you know, eight to five, Monday through Friday, this isn't what I do. Um, plus also the family thing. So for me, it's a lot of, you know, a machine cut my dovetails. So, you know, just trying to understand that, you know, when people are coming at it with different levels of expertise and different skills they fall back on. And, you know, the concern is, you know, perhaps maybe if, you know, people are, you know, we're hearing something that says, well, if you want to learn from somebody, you know, they better, they, you better learn the right way. And if there's like, there is a right way. Am I making sense? Right, right, right. You know, that, that totally makes sense. And that's the second part of the perfect storm of my own stupidity. And that's the part that, you know, I was applying an in-house fine woodworking perspective to the online community. So, you know, for the record, we don't tell people there's one way to cut dovetails, you know, just to defend us for a minute, that I was never implying that. In fact, we just had a great article by Hendrik Varhu about how you can stick them together with dowels and it's wonderful and way easier. And yeah, we've never said, you know, uh, you must do this to be considered a fun. Our readers say that, but we never say that. I mean, we have a range of skill levels um, in the magazine. If you watch, read the magazine closely, you'd have to agree with that. But but that point aside, where I was dumb was we feel tremendous pressure inside fine woodworking to provide the best. We're paid to provide the best woodworking advice available, or at least, you know, people basically pay twice as much for fine woodworking when you count all the discounts and everything than they do any other magazine and more for our online membership, et cetera, et cetera. And we have this long 38 year, 35 year legacy of articles and experts and the super high standard to uphold. And what I didn't realize that is that the online woodworking community is not about having the best answer every time. It's about giving support and sharing and being a community. And that's, you know, that's what's going to make me a better editor moving forward. Um, it's just understanding that I, I was caught up in my own sort of perspective, you know, in-house, we're tough on each other and really tough on our authors. Anyone who's written for us can tell you that, you know, we set a really high bar, but that's so not the point online. It's about helping people, helping, you know, people helping each other. And I work myself into this corner and, 
And now, hey, look, I found a way to work my way out. And yeah, you know, it's so, but anyway, yeah, that was really it. It was just my own uh, ignorance. And the other thing I wanted to say is that here it's another, you know, it's like our own blinders. We're really lucky at Fine Woodworking that we have our own in-house community of woodworkers. Plus you add to that, we get to visit every one of our authors and shoot the photos with them and spend days at a time with them. And some of those guys are amazing. So our lives are just immersed in woodworking in this community. And we, um, and we get to witness this woodworking firsthand and it's, and we forget how much people out there, it's not their day job and they long for their daily dose of woodworking and they feel stranded out there. They probably even feel intimidated at times and um, they're not in our situation. And, for them, like I said in my big blog apology, this the online woodwork community is a godsend. And I just wasn't getting that. I was too caught up in, is every answer the right answer? And that's not even the right question. So all I can do at this point is just apologize and say that I've learned a lot. And going forward, um, I'll be less ignorant about it. You know, I have to cop to that. And it'll make me a better editor of fine woodworking and a better... I'll do a better job at engaging the online community because I think I understand it a little bit better, certainly than I did two weeks ago. Thanks. Okay, jump. It's it's for real. I mean, this is no spin job that, you know, this is, you you have to, like I said in my blog, you've got to look, when you come across, you know, this is unexpected, but when you're in a public, also when you're a public figure, you know, like I reluctantly am, you step in poop sometimes, even though you didn't intend it, just out of your own ignorance or your own blind spots. And you have to soul search and find out what went wrong. And and like I said, you have to look for the gift wrapped up inside the adversity. And there was a real gift here for me, and I didn't want to miss it, you know. So this is it's an honest realization, and I'm grateful, you know, through the pain of uh, all the, <laughs> the unfair stuff and the meanness and the vitriol and the rest of the stuff that you guys know goes on online. And, and Asa, you know, I, I, you know, as Chris, I'd say, you know, we've, we've talked to you several times now and, and I'll be honest, all this stuff came out, you know, the, the first thing that, and, and I said this, you know, when we, we spoke last week was that, you know, for myself, I actually listened to it before I ever looked at the title or any of that stuff. And I did cringe a little bit, but at the same time, you know, I have had a couple of conversations with you as, as well as the rest of us. And, and so I know that that's generally not your opinion. So, you know, I, I recognize that it came across, but the, the online community, I mean, it's, it's such a tight community and stuff. It's, it's very difficult when, you know, it, it's, it's difficult when you say, well, it's only certain people or certain aspects. You know, people have a tendency to feel that you're talking about them. So oh, I, I think that, that came into a lot of it. And, um, you know, but but personally, I mean, I, I've, you know, I think that you guys do care and, you know, that you do. I mean, just have to look at the record of, you know, like I like I was telling you guys, we, we had a little talk. Your podcast listeners won't know this, but we had a little talk last week just between us just talking about, where I turned to you guys for advice, like, what can I do at this point? And uh, coming on this podcast is one of the things I can do. But um, I like one of the things I mentioned to you guys was, you know, how much we've done. We love beginners. We, we're all, all the magazines, all the schools, and anyone who cares about the craft, we're worried about the future in the sense that more older folks are going out the top 
of it out the age-wise, then younger folks are coming in at the bottom. It's just a fact. You look at, it's not just the economy. You look at foot traffic in, you know, woodcraft and who's in guilds and it's a graying hobby. You guys, notwithstanding, it's a graying hobby by and large. And so, you know, what we've tried to do is the same thing that you guys have tried to do is support people. We have a site called startwoodworking.com that's completely free. I've spent months at a time feeding that site and, uh, and appearing in videos myself. And you guys have probably seen some of the three seasons of getting started in woodworking, the video series. Um, that's all stuff that yeah. we did on weekends, you know, that, that doesn't really pay the bills, but it's important for the future. And, um, so we're right with you. And that's one of the sad things about this whole thing is that it gave people the, it kind of undid a lot of what I've done, which is just, uh, gut-wrenching to be honest with you hey so this is nick talking um that kind of leads my leads to my next question for you which is you know if you if you take a forward-looking perspective for fine woodworking do you guys have plans for how do you improve collaboration with the online woodworking community beyond the the fine woodworking firewall you guys have a great website and, and you guys have your own forums going on how do you how do you see fine woodworking as a whole uh, yourself included and all the other folks that are out there, you have some good editors who are, who are already part of it. Um, how does Fun Woodworking as a whole join in and contribute to, to, to being an active member of the community moving forward? Well, that's the primary question that I've been thinking about over the last two weeks. That's the very first thing, because I know you asked us that when we came and we point when you guys visited us um, at the magazine, we had a bunch of you down to just, uh, you know, see what things are like at the magazine and just meet each other and talk and stuff. And I know that's one of the questions you asked, Nick, when you were there. And uh, and I'm sure we pointed to all the things we're already doing. But like you said, are we really actively engaged um, in a two-way fashion uh, sufficiently? I think the answer is no. So we've been talking in-house. We have a meeting set up for this week to get to that exact question. I have some ideas um, like giving you guys your own spot on findwoodworking.com. And I'm throwing this out there for the very first time right now where you guys can present projects. It's like if you see um, blind spots in fine woodworking or you see it pitched at too high a level or the Steve, whatever his name is, at Mere Mortals wants to do something for Mere Mortals from his site or whatever, um, uh, you could have a home on there where you guys can pitch your own um, projects at people and try to... Uh, um, you know, bring some of the vibrancy and passion of the online community onto uh, our site. That's one thing is to kind of give you guys a home. Another one I was thinking of, and you guys can tell me live right now whether or not you think any of this is a good idea, but we did a series of articles a while back, which gets to some of this exact stuff uh, that you guys, are, that the online community has been sort of talking about in the past week, which is about how fine woodworking articles often tell you the best way or the high-end way, but Sometimes the experts are so expert, they don't realize what they know anymore. And so we started this series of articles called the Doctor Series. We had one, the Design Doctor, one, the Dovetail Doctor. And we got mm -hmm. with real people who, you, I don't know if you guys saw those. Yeah, I did. There was a sharp opening one that was very interesting as well. Yeah, and so we got together with people out there who have seen all our sharpening articles. They've seen our design articles. wrong? Because, you know, we've had... Yeah, articles ad nauseum. So anyway, what you guys could do is help us by maybe helping us track down some of uh, 
some people for those types of articles. So those were just a couple of quick ideas that I wanted to throw out there, but I'm open to, uh, I'm all ears. It, it sounds fair. I mean, it does sound fair. That sounds like a very, very good idea. They're trying to get a, a broader representation of different skill sets. Um, you know, and, and I know you're aware of the competition out there, the other, uh, the other magazines that do reach, um, you know, woodworkers from across the board. And, and, and again, you'll see that similar type of approach from other magazines in the competition. And um, again, that's—I mean—that's a—that's—that's that's a really good way to reach out, Asa. I, I, I gotta hand it to you. I mean, that's that kind of an article, that kind of a, a setup where you're where you're teaching people who don't have the experience, really can be helpful. Awesome, good. Well, those are just two ideas um, that I had, but I'm open to whatever, and I'm sure we'll come up with more of them. But I'd like to. Cre- you know, you use you partially as an advisory board on what you think we can do. I might not be always be able to say yes, but we should be talking more, you know, for sure. sure. So for any listeners out there who, you know, the two of you who might be listening, send us your <laughs> ideas and we'll pass them on to Asa or send them right to Asa. He's, he's uh, I'm sure, eager to hear your ideas too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there's so few people listening to this podcast that I'm going to give out my own personal email address. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's, it's, it's uh, only it's, us. <laughs> It's a it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. My, my mom won't email. Okay, don't worry about it. My mom won't email you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. I'm sure she's a sweet woman. Um, <laughs> all right, go um, ahead, Asa. No, I was just going to say it's <laughs> a Christiana at taunton.com. I'm sure you guys could throw it up on your website or something. Sure, we'll do that. Yeah, Asa. You know, we we all learned something this week. I, I, this is almost like the special after school edition of uh, of Modern Woodworkers Association. Um, well, what do you think, if you could sum it up into two or three words, what do, you, what do you think would be the thing you're walking away from the most after this week? It's definitely that the online woodworking community has enormous value um, in people's lives and woodworkers. That, that woodworkers feel, especially the ones who take the most advantage of the online community, they really value the community and they're protective of the community. And they, like I said earlier, um, people to help them and be there for them and tell them that what they're doing is fine and it doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, which, by the way, I totally agree. It's, it's funny. Uh, some of the, the woodworking that I do, the most fun I have is just roughing stuff out. I was telling this to, um, the, what's the guy's name at Woodworking for Mere Immortals? Steve Ramsey? Oh, Steve Ramsey. Yeah, Steve Ramsey. Yeah, yeah he, he was, it's funny. He was really sweet in an email to me, but then, of course, he tears me a new one in his videos but anyway uh um that's his style and it's funny the guy's actually funny so whatever but um i was telling him in an email that you know because he was saying these guys think if it's not period furniture it's you know it's not good that's not true at all i mean uh, some of the most fun i have is uh just you know going out in the shop and making toys for my kids on the bandsaw in five minutes and making tree forts and you know just wacky stuff. I love all aspects of woodworking, but no, the takeaway is definitely that I misunderstood the online community and this new understanding of it is really going to help find woodworking interact and engage with the online community and use it to its best advantage um, to further this craft and to, you know, which is what we're about. At the end of the day, you know, it is my day job and and uh, I do care about the future of the magazine and everything, of course, for selfish reasons. But I get a, I draw a ton of meaning out of just this craft. I believe in this craft. I think that, you know, if I can wax philosophical for two seconds, I think Please that do. The, the drive to create 
is inherently and essentially human, and it's in our DNA, the drive to build and the drive to create. And I think we're living in a world that does not offer people the hands-on ability to build things, to see something in their mind's eye, and then to bring it to life with their own hands. And I think there's a big difference between happiness and satisfaction. People think that their happiness is going to be getting in front of a flat screen and putting food in their mouth and laying back on an easy chair. But that's a passing feeling. The satisfaction you get is a better form of happiness. And a lot of people don't get that. But woodworking offers you that. It's, it's amazing. It's, to me, it's the greatest hobby out there. You know, uh, I don't think there's anything even closer with, with how you can set up for a small amount of money, how wood is so widely available, the fact that you can beautify your home and your life. And it's, it's unbelievable. So anything that pushes that forward um, makes my heart happy. You know, it sounds corny, but it's really true. I, I couldn't work at a job that didn't have meaning for me. And that's the meaning that my job at Fine Woodworking has. And you guys are going to help me do that. Wow. That's a- Asa, Asa, very eloquently spoken. We learned, right. I learned something too as a, as a blogger, as, as someone who, uh, you know, is primarily out there in my shop doing my own thing. And that is that you guys are a tremendous resource. The traditional media that's been out there for a long time uh, is a tremendous resource. And, and I could not have gotten started in this craft yeah. without your help. And, and I want to thank you for that. But I also want to say that you, part of what we need to do as, as bloggers is understand that we can work together. There is no faction. There is no us versus them. Um, you know, when we're all in this together, looking at, uh, looking at that creativity, that, uh, that drive to create, there's tremendous things that can be done and, and you think about what can be built out there um, and, and how it can affect people's lives. I mean, how it can just from the simple, like you said, toy for a toy for a child all the way up to something that could, you know, be a, be an heirloom to give to somebody at their wedding and they hold on to for 50 or 60 years uh, and they pass on to generations. Um, it, it, there's a lot to be done. And I think there's a lot that can be accomplished if we tear down any preexisting notions, then we come to the table together. And, and I think, the, 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 like you said, the, the, the craft is shrinking um, as, as, as people age and, and there's no shop class to get people interested. We have to be able to do this together to draw people into the craft and to keep it lively and vibrant. Well, I really, that's well said too. And I really appreciate you saying that this tearing down the walls, I felt a lot of sort of uh, factions, like you said, that's a really good word this week. And I think I created that feeling. So um, I help to create that feeling and I'm, let's work together to undo that because we're really all in this together. And that's a perfect capper on, uh, you know, this discussion, you know, um, it's, that's so perfect. I mean, it's, and it's so true. I feel like I've dominated the whole conversation, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, Tom, I told you we weren't going to say a word. Every time you brought our names up, we were going to be quiet. So. <laughs> Tom, started, Tom started all the trouble with that darn blog. That's well, right. Darn, we we left Tom believe, out to the wind. I, I to be fair, to be fair to Tom, it was, it was trickling out before he did. He just dropped the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll I'll defend Tom for a minute, because while his his post was was um 
it was it was somewhat even handed. You know, it it approached everything. Even handed is not the right word. It wasn't vicious. I'll put it that way. It was civil. It was very. It, it called it called Asa out, but it was civil about it, which is the point of this whole thing. Is we need to have a discussion to move the craft forward, not just yell at each other. Yeah, right. it was very fair, and I and I even said that in a comment. The only thing that wasn't fair was not. Uh, he didn't do on purpose was just a misunderstanding about the title, which he jumped in and corrected. So yeah, it was very fair. uh, You know, know, and, and, and for, you know, I've been looking at this and, and honestly, I I know that this has been pretty painful and stuff, but in, in actuality, I think it's been good for the community because I think it's brought a lot of, a, a lot of things to the surface that, that may have been coming up. And, um, you know, sometimes you have to come up and bring everything to the surface to talk through it and, and bring everybody to kind of understand both sides of things. So I think it's been good for that. And if it if it makes the community as a whole stronger than than I think in the in the outrun, it's it's all great. That's what I'm like. It's I, I'm like a big giant pimple that, you know, had to get popped. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's the that <laughs> uh, at least that was your edge, not ours. That's right. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, Asa, I really want to thank you for coming on today. This is a really definitely uh, helped open up some eyes. And uh, from here, I think there's a there's a there's a clear path. I think there's a very bright future. And uh, let's let's definitely work together on this as we move forward. Absolutely, we appreciate you coming on, Asa, and we look forward to keeping to work with you. Yeah, thanks. A yeah, lot. it's a real it's a real pleasure. Thanks for giving me a chance to to uh, clear the air as much as possible. And I, I think you guys nailed it. I think it's all about work moving forward together. And, and I, I was thinking the same thing you guys said is that as painful as this is, it's probably a good thing that it happened in the long run. I'm with you hundred percent, man. It, you, we can let it fester or we can address it and actually move on and do something better about it. So Asa, hats off to you. Thanks guys. Yeah. Thanks for the chance to come on and, uh, and I'll be on any time. Just invite me on. Appreciate it. Folks, if you have ideas for how Fine Woodworking can better integrate and contribute to the online woodworking community, you can contact us at modernwoodworkersassociation at gmail.com. Uh, we'll also post Ace's direct email on our website and uh, send him your ideas directly if you need to. And guys, that about wraps it up for the show. Again, I want to thank my partners in crime, Chris Atkins of highrockwoodworking.com. Danny Palaki of the penultimateworkshop.com and Nick, don't call me Rick Rouleau of mansfieldsfinefurniture.com. If you want to find out more about modern, the Modern Woodworkers Association, be sure to visit modernwoodworkersassociation.com for up-to-the-minute happenings and the many different things that we're going on and doing. Folks, I want to thank you very much. And from the train shop monkey himself, Tom Iavino of tomsworkers.com, happy sawdust. <laughs>